everywhere for you. Hyrule is under attack. What are you doing? Well, excuse me, princess. I've been listening to Virtual Theater's episodes all about The Legend of Zelda cartoon. They're both hilarious and insightful. Okay, Link, I guess you're off the hook. I've heard that Virtual Theater is a podcast that only covers video game leads. Why haven't I seen this episode released yet? Because this is a Patreon-exclusive set of 13 episodes. This is only being released to patrons, along with other great bonus content. Well, don't just dilly-dally, Link. I know of all the great episodes available for free over at soundcloud.com forward slash virtual theater. But tell me where I can sign up to get these bonus episodes. Over at patreon.com forward slash virtual theater, of course. You know, princess, I think all this info deserves a kiss. Not a chance, Link. I gotta go get those Legend of Zelda cartoon exclusive episodes. I'll see you later. Well, excuse me. And welcome to the Zelda Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha. How are you, Al? Doing good. I love that I get to, since we started doing these like videos versus just us talking into a microphone, I get to see you like gear up for that intro. That's right. It's a powerful <laughs> intro. You need to be powerful if you're going to do it properly. Um, speaking of powerful, we are joined by a first time ever guest. A, uh, a mainstay of Zelda Dungeon, a writer, a social media aficionado. Her name is McKenna Krebs. McKenna, how are you today? Uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. This is also <laughs> my first podcast. I've never been on a podcast before. so That's pretty sweet. Are you, are you excited? Are, are you nervous? You. Uh, both. That, that's both. fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I remember kind of being like that when, uh, when I came on my first podcast as well um way 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 back in the day um so yeah we are uh, we're excited to have you here and i'll i'm gonna go ahead and tell the origin story of this week's episode because this is a little uh sneak behind the curtains but we were trying to figure <laughs> out what the hell we were going to talk about this week as, as you know as sometimes we do where as everybody knows we're in kind of a desert drought and and we were i was just like i was talking to al and i was like i don't know what to talk about and like she suggested like five ideas, and I was just like, I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. And like, Standard. <laughs> I, I, like, I was just in that, that place where like, I was like, every idea sucks. Everything, like, it all sucks. And I had like a Hank Schrader moment. I was, uh, I was just sitting in my office, and I came across McKenna's blog, which we're going to plug here in just a quick second. And the light went on over my head, and I was like, that's it. <laughs> So McKenna is, is our muse for this week, and so we thought it only right to uh, to bring you on the show. Um, so tell everybody about your blog and about uh, where they can find it, all that good stuff. I hope you're ready to plug, because it's plugging time. All right. My blog is zeldaisthegirl.com. I actually started the blog right after 2019 E3, which is when they announced the sequel to Breath of the Wild. 
and uh, they had also announced Animal Crossing, and I just like was brimming with all of these Hope, ideas, optimism. and I, I was, uh, you know, I, I wanted to post all these things on social media, but that just didn't have enough, you know, length for me to go into detail. So I started the blog, and uh, my uh, one of my first posts was actually things I want to see in Breath of the Wild too. And, uh, you know, last week I wrote my fourth version, fourth edition of that post. I have written one each year since <laughs> the sequel was announced. Oh my god. Oh god. I'm really hoping that I will not be writing another one. <laughs> Seriously. I remember that time after E3 2019 full of hope and optimism oh, yeah. and excitement. And now it's like... September 2022 it's about to be cold and snowy and desolate oh, yeah. and still that really puts it into perspective like you still think about <sighs> the when the first trailer came out and you're like it's not that long ago but then McKenna's like I've written four posts one a year since that day it feels it feels like absolutely forever ago yeah um, it feels like forever yeah. ago um so we are going to be uh using McKenna's blog and her ideas uh, she's going to fuel this whole episode, as a matter of fact. So we're going to be playing a game of Zelda's Percentages. And um, for anybody that doesn't know, the premise is very simple. We uh, we are going to read a statement. In this case, we're going to read something that McKenna has listed as a want for Breath of the Wild 2. And then we are going to assign a percentage on how likely we think that is that it will actually come true. Um, with 100% being it's definitely going to happen. 0% being there's no way at all. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, some things that we want in the sequel are going to be a little bit more realistic than others, but I think that we could still have a fun little game here and, um, you know, kind of see where see where we're at. But before we get there, um, I want to put a bow on something that we did last week. And, uh, of course, that was we promised to give away a copy of Blossom Tales to basically anyone that follows the ZeldaCast over on Twitter and that retweeted our contest tweet. So I have this thing loaded. It's ready to go. And I just need to click one button to select a winner um, for Blossom Tales 2, the Minotaur Prince. So, Al, I don't know. Can you give me like a little drum roll or something here? Maybe some sound effects? I don't know if my yeah, new on. mic even picked that up. You got to do your best. Oh, <laughs> you did. Okay, there we go. Okay, here we go. I could, like... Okay, so. I love it. If you are Taladir, you have won a copy of Blossom Tales. Um, at Silith X, uh, your name is is Taladir. Um, we will message you on Twitter, and uh, congratulations for winning. I hope that you enjoy this game, and uh, yeah, thank you, f thank you everyone for following and retweeting and playing and all that good stuff. Uh, we'll do another one of these soon because I, I had fun with that. So, um, mm -hmm. That's congratulations, awesome. Taladir. Congrats. Yeah. McKenna, you're really big into indie games. Have you had a chance to play Blossom Tales yet? I haven't, but I do have the game, and I'm planning on playing oh, nice. it sometime this week. <laughs> been um, been playing through uh, Link's Awakening on stream, and I'm thinking about just playing like a little bit, a little mm. chunk of Blossom Tales before I go into Link's Awakening. You know, nice. I would actually say I think Link's Awakening is the game closest to Blossom Tales, just in terms of like it's a little bit more simple, a little bit more straightforward, but still very fun. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, you'll you'll have a good time with that. What's that? Uh, 
you two are like fans of this type. Allison was just making fun of me about this game, and the, all, the only thing I could think <laughs> of is this chocolate game that she keeps on mentioning. But I know that's not the one that she's talking about. So what, what's that game that you guys like again? Iron Breakfast. It's coming out on the 15th for the Switch. I'm sure McKenna's already been playing it, but I'm not a I, fan of PC gaming. So, I, uh, yeah, I've been playing it on PC. Um, I'm uh, I'm in a group called the Indie Game Collective, and we showcase a lot of indie games. So we get a lot of keys from developers, and nice. Uh, it's mostly PC keys because that's what's generally easier to yeah. give out. Makes sense. Yeah. And are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, it's really cute. Okay. See, I'm is, so excited. What is the premise of this game? It's just a like a bed and breakfast type of game, or? Yep, and you're a bear. Yeah, you, you run. You <laughs> run yeah. a okay series of bed and breakfast. Did you guys ever play Donkey Kong Country Three back in the day, where like they had all the bears at different places? There's like the blue bear. There's Badger Bear. No, okay. Let's, no. Let's just move on. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's let's. Uh, Let's play a game of Zelda's percentages, and we are going to get to your blog, McKenna, but I'm going to throw two Zelda's percentages of my own to start off this show, and they're kind of intermixed, and then they will lead to what we're going to talk about. So, Zelda's percentages, question number one. There is a latest batch of rumors flying around the internet that the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD, and Metroid Prime HD for that matter too, are coming to Nintendo Switch and it's going to be announced this supposed uh, direct coming up in September. Uh, now, I might point out that we saw the same rumors fly around in 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021. And I wrote a daily debate and linked to the rumor for every single year. So it's been four years of this rumor floating around for, for these ports coming to the Nintendo Switch. So I want you to put a Zelda's percentage on the chance that we actually get these ports announced in this Nintendo Direct that we assume is coming. Al, you go first. Okay, I'm going to say... I'm pretty sure I would say this like every year that it was announced, but I'm just going to say 30%. Because I still okay. think it's a possibility, and I still think it's like, it's like a thing that's going to happen eventually, and if there's a time, I think it's kind of now, because everybody is just dying for Zelda news in in anything like breath of the wild 2 obviously but if we get ports i feel like that would placate us until breath of the wild 2 until they're ready to start giving us more news about it so i'm just gonna say 30 percent. i'm hopeful but like i like i'm not gonna expect anything therefore i won't be disappointed all right mckenna what is your zelda's percentage uh gosh i think it's it depends on when breath of the wild 2 is coming out Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if we were going to get an announcement, it would be one or the other. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think Breath of the Wild two is probably going to be later, late twenty twenty three. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I, at first, I was thinking low, but maybe go seventy percent. <laughs> 70 oh, okay. okay that's bold i like it uh i actually allison you kind of took a lot of the words out of my mouth but i'm gonna go a little bit lower than you and i'm gonna go 22 percent. and so so my reasoning is this is that um i think that breath of the wild 2 is gonna get delayed i think it's gonna get delayed but i think it's gonna get delayed till like november in 2023 still so i just don't see 
a scenario where there are two Zelda ports released in, even if we say like February, like, like do you see a scenario where there's two Zelda games released in February and then like a big Zelda game released in November? Um, I, don't I mean, think I it's impossible. I, I don't think it's impossible either. But if they're announcing a port, I think it's coming out this year. I exactly, I don't think it's exactly. being pushed that far. Well, so and that's my point. So like, I think if they announce mm-hmm. the ports, they're coming out like soon. And yeah. um, I think that that obviously means that Breath of the Wild 2 is getting delayed, which I think it's going to get delayed anyways. But I don't know if I think it's going to get delayed out of this like next upcoming calendar year. If it did, I think uh, it would be time to riot on the streets. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say 25% from, from the fact that like I just... I think, it, I think the chances would have been better last year, actually. I, th- I would have put it at a high percentage last year. This year, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't. I can't say that I think it's impossible, because I think that it still could. But I'm I'm going to be lower. Um, and this kind of segues into the next Zelda's percentages, which is, do you actually think that there's going to be a big mainline Nintendo Direct in the month of September? And I I'm going to say sixty five percent, which. Any other year would have been a hundred percent. Like there's been a direct every single year for I don't know for the last like six years in September. But I I don't know after the E3 debacle this year where like there was no direct and they had that crappy little I don't know what the partner direct or whatever. I just I am not sure if I'm if I'm ready to say like yes there's going to be this big Nintendo direct that's like a the proper Nintendo direct that we want so. I'm going to say 65. I wish it was 100. What do you guys think? Go ahead, McKenna. (laughs) When was the last, like, Nintendo Direct? I'm going to say it was February or March. Yeah, it was February. February. um, Okay. Bayonetta? Was that the last one when Bayonetta was revealed or whatever? Um... No, I feel like that was before. I I really don't have a memory for these things, though, so don't take my word on that. Mm. It was a long time ago. Put it that way. Yeah, I I think we're we're definitely due one. I don't know. Like, we have had one every September for the past several years. We didn't mm-hmm. get a June. We didn't get a June one. Um, I think I'm gonna go eighty percent. Mm. Yeah, a little a little higher. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Al, Maybe bring I us can, home. I'm gonna say a hundred percent. Wow. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that Nintendo's going to do a direct this month just because like I feel like maybe they kind of just took the summer off with their news. Like obviously they still had news but they not in the same vacation. way. <laughs> yeah, not in the same way that we're used to and I feel like it's like okay Nintendo, like get let's get your life together and come out and give us some news about stuff. You got like some of their biggest games are already out now. Right. Uh the what is I'm spacing on the name? The Chronicles Three or whatever. Xenoblade. Splatoon. Xenoblade. Thank you. Xenoblade. Splatoon Three is coming out here in like this week or something. And yeah. and now what? Now what? You got Pokemon. I agree. Yeah. So now yeah. what? They have to come out and tell us stuff for the the remainder of the year, and then not you even know. the remainder of the year, like the upcoming like January, February, March, like yeah, exactly. What's so. Going on? My that's my point is I think that this is the time they have to come out and give us some news about some stuff because all their big stuff that they've been talking about this year is it's done it's out. 
Maybe maybe I could bump up to 75%. I think you swayed me a little bit. Uh, we, so we are live streaming on Twitch, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know. Uh, if you want to watch these episodes live with our beautiful faces, you can head over to twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. We've got some pretty high percentages. We've got 20,000%. Uh, we've got 16%. That's not very high. We've got 1 million percent. So uh, th this chat is thinking that this is going to happen. So knock on wood. Um <laughs> So yeah, I guess we'll see. Okay, so we are going to pivot, and the rest of this is going to be all about what we expect to see in Breath of the Wild 2, and I am using this fantastic blog written by McKenna, uh, which you can find at <laughs> ZeldaIsTheGirl.com, and uh, we, we are taking a time capsule back through the year 2022, 2019, 2020. It is quite depressing to read this, but... Uh, <laughs> We're we're just gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna start playing Zelda's Percentage Breath of the Wild Two Edition. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, there will be more Riju and Sidon in the sequel to Breath of the Wild Two. And McKenna, maybe you can lead us off on all of these ones here, since you kind of wrote them. You can kind of put together any thoughts or feelings that you want to just explain to maybe uh, you know. Get, get us kind of roll and see where see where you're going from yeah so uh i do mention the other two descendants there but i picked you know Riju and sidon in particular because those are the ones that i like and i think I'm probably most people like the yeah. most mm -hmm. uh but yeah they're established characters they uh i i would expect them to be in the next game in in some form and i'm hoping they they'll have expanded roles mm -hmm. uh you know especially with zelda back the gang's all back together mm -hmm. uh but yeah just the, right. them and, and more expanded roles yeah what are what are we thinking for i guess i guess we have to define what is more in order to kind of give a good zelda's percentage here right. like i would say um i would say that i i think it's they're definitely going to show up in the game no question. I my Zelda's percentage on their role being more than it was in Breath of the Wild two. I don't know if it's very high actually. I think it's. I'm gonna put forty percent. So I'm just kind of straddling around that that halfway mark. But I think that potentially, if this game kind of shapes out like we think it might, where Link is traveling back in time and stuff like that, I don't know if they're gonna have an opportunity to have a larger impact on the story necessarily. So I'm going to say 40% that they're going to have, like, a more active role in the story. And, I like, to be fair, like, they had a decent role in the in the story of Breath of the Wild, too. Like, both of them kind of helped you get into their Divine Beasts and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm going to say 40% because I don't know how much time we're going to be spending in the present with the champions. And uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I could see them kind of taking another step forward. Although maybe they could after Age of Calamity if that's if that means anything. So, yeah, 40%. What about you guys? I kind of see where, what you're saying, like uh, our definition of more. Like, are we going to just see them in general or are we going to see them like have a much more prominent role? And it's kind of funny that you mentioned Riju and Sidon because I feel like they had more of a role than the other two did, like mm -hmm. a more substantial mm -hmm. connection than the other two did, at least to me. So um, I think, yeah, we'll definitely see them, but it'll be like kind of a parting thing because... I'm kind of at the point where if this game came out, you know, three years ago, like we thought it was going to, then I would want to see them more. But I'm kind of li a little bit like 
like my relationship with them has been kind of dried out at this point. So I'm okay with moving on. I'd say I'd say I'm probably low with you as well, like 30% where we kind of get to see them a little bit, but then we go on our adventure and do new things, meet new people kind of deal. Right. Um, all right, McKenna, bring us home. What do you think the percentages that we see more of these guys in the sequel? So I think uh, you know, before the recent more trailers, I would have gone with a much higher percentage. Um, but like you said, it does look like there's going to be some time travel. I, I still think if they're going to be in the present, they will have a more active role. Uh, I'm thinking like when I say more active, maybe more outside of their domains. Um, but I think I'm going to go 65%. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Um, I hope I hope that it's true. I hope that these guys get a little bit more oomph in the next game because like I feel like that, you know, for all for all we talk about Age of Calamity, I do think that that was a good thing that the game did is kind of make the new champions a little bit more, like, not relatable, but, like, I don't know, just make you care about them a little bit more. Because I think that we all, like, side on, but, like, after playing as Riju, I'm like, man, Riju's awesome. Or, like, um, even Teva is, is kind of cool. You know, Bo, he was eating steak, but uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next one here. Um, so I'm going to kind of paraphrase here. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 will have more involved and longer side quests akin to the Terrytown side quest. Mm -hmm. And I'm high on this. I'm, I'm really high on this. I think that we're going to see, uh, I'm going to say like 90% that there's going to be a couple of those in the game. Cause I do like, I think of Majora's Mask is a really good example of side quests done properly where it's like, there's not like an overwhelming amount of them, but the ones that are there are like substantial and they you know you get a lot of different items from them and like you they're multi-layered and, and a little bit more complex and i think that you could say the same thing of of Terrytown, where like you do have to traverse the world and find all the different suns in the world or whatever and bring them all together i would be surprised if they didn't have like a few more extended quests like this or like uh you know like the one where you have to find all those like guardian fragments or whatever that are hidden around um so I, I'm, I'm pretty high on this. I think that that is going to uh, is going to happen. And I would hope that they are just kind of like, all right, great. Quality over quantity. So I'm, what I say, 90, I'm going 90%. What about you, McKenna? Yeah, I think especially with the, the fact that they said that their ideas uh, for the sequel came originally from DLC. And if you compare it to like the Champions Ballad, that feels mm -hmm. a lot like an extended side quest. So if they really are taking a lot of those ideas, I think those will probably some of them will probably manifest in some longer side quests. And um, and plus there was just such a positive response to Terrytown that mm -hmm. yes, I think it would be uh, foolish to not continue that trend. Yes. So. Um, I'm going to go even higher. I'm going to go 95%. Oh, I thought we might have and been Gina. busting out the hundo for a second. Okay. <laughs> All right. Al, what, what say you? Bring us home. I'm in that ballpark too. Let's just, I'll just put myself in the middle of you guys, 92%. And because it just makes sense. I feel like Terrytown is such a like beloved, uh, you know, side quest. It's very successful. And I think that Nintendo could probably see that in a way. Um, and, and I agree about Majora's Mask as well. They have a lot of side quests that are just like some of people's favorites that they talk about over and mm. over again for the last, you know, 20 something years. 
And so I think that they'll see that and be like, you know, some of the side quests that we had in Breath of the Wild, let's amp them up a little bit to be a little bit more, like, substantial, have a little bit more, um, you know, material in it rather yeah. than go take go take a picture of this here, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I would really like to see that, and I think it's definitely in the cards for this game. Okay, so we're all high on this one. I love this. Um, I'm pretty high on this next one, too, and I think... I kind of got, uh, McKenna, correct me if I'm wrong, but you recently watched Avatar, right? Like the James, uh, yeah. Yes. So this, I don't know why, but this next one kind of reminds me of the sequel to Avatar because the sequel is all about like the water or whatever, but oh. Breath of the Wild 2 will have diving and underwater exploration. Mm-hmm. I'm high on this. I think it's got to happen. I, I think it was really close to happening in Breath of the Wild, actually. I think we all saw the 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 screen or like the... Somebody mined the game or whatever and found, like, all the coral and, like, a very developed underwater section, which for a game that doesn't allow you to go underwater, it was like, wow, this looks like really great attention to detail. So that kind of tells me that they were working on that, but they just needed to cut it out or they didn't quite finish it or anything like that. I think we're going to get that in this game. Um, I'm high on this. I'm going to go 85% that we are going to see a swimming mechanic. We're going to see underwater exploration. Um... I think that that is like a natural progression because like, again, kind of like Avatar, you saw this amazing planet full of all this great life. Like where else can we go now that we've seen this planet that's new and fresh? And I think that the answer for that movie was water. And I think that the answer for Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be water and sky. So I'm, I'm high on this, 85%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I'm super high. I'm going to say 99%. Like I think it's inevitable for this Holy. game. It feels like the natural like evolution of the game. How you they made us explore so much of Hyrule, especially if you're getting all the Korok seeds. There's just like every nook and cranny you're exploring. Well, how much more land can you explore if you're giving us another open world game? Right. You kind of can't. So I'm thinking more like cave-like structures like we saw in the trailers and more water. Um because it, Zelda has always had some kind of water like presence and i don't think that zora's domain was enough so i feel like it's very very highly likely i think that it's easy to well i shouldn't say easy but they have the engine and i feel like they could do it with the engine especially with all the time that they've been taking on this game you yeah. know i'm 99 percent on that one okay mckenna what do you think yeah i think you hit all the underwater diving points and i just think also, with the original trailer and the cavey kind of setting, plus the fact that the, the sky pieces come from the ground, so that's going to reveal some underground stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be a really easy little cave exploration kind of stuff, uh, especially if there was some kind of intersection where you're diving and going through underwater caves. Uh, I'm gonna go 100%. There it is, our first hundo. Okay, <laughs> nice. I like, I, I always feel like I don't want to say the hundo because I don't want to jinx anything. Because, like, that's the surest way to make sure that, uh, you know, something that I want is not gonna come true. <laughs> I actually, I really like this next one, and uh, let's just jump into it. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 will have silent princess flowers everywhere. And, of course, the the ending of Breath of the Wild kind of infers that these flowers are starting to grow a little bit more because the world is healing. I like this idea. I, I think that it makes sense in a story kind of sense. So I'm going to say uh, 90%. But I also I think it would be really cool if there was, like, a different, like, 
if you're going 10,000 years in the past or something, there's like a different flower that's kind of like the equivalent of a silent princess and it's like sprouting, but maybe it's like means bad something. I don't know. Um, yeah, this we can just be quick on this one because we've got some substantial ones to get to, but I, I like this one. I think it's a 90% for me. Yeah, uh, we already saw more silent princesses at the end of the last game. And um, I think this, this uh, point stems largely from the fact that I want to be able to make silent princess flower crowns. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, ever since Animal Crossing introduced the flower crowns, I just mm -hmm. want flower crowns in all of my games. And I'm like, Zelda and Link, they gotta they gotta hang out and uh, make some flower crowns together. So That's cute. Uh, yeah, ni 95%. I'm right. sure we'll, like, I, I'm, like, positive we'll see, like, maybe a scene, maybe before like Link and Zelda go off exploring whatever the heck they're exploring and Zelda looks out like a window and something and sees like a field with all the silent princesses. I could see, totally see that happening. So I'll just, I'll go and say 80%. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's skip past this one. Cause I want to come back to that. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 will have more story and character development that does not rely on flashbacks. I'm interested mm -hmm. to hear what you guys think. Allison, you take the lead on this one. I I don't know. I've been saying for the last four years, I guess, that um, I feel like the memories were really good and really unique to Breath of the Wild, but they need to like set that to bed. I don't want to see it in Breath of the Wild 2 because then it just feels like what, especially all this time later, like what have you been doing all this time to this mm -hmm. game? So I feel like I loved it for Breath of the Wild. I'm okay with it being in the past. And I think that's a smart decision. So I'm going to say like 89% that they're going to have different way of telling story that will have better story progression, better character progression, um, especially because they've just been putting all this time into the game. And it makes me hopeful that they have more like substantial material for us to watch rather than flashbacks. All right. That's a high percentage. McKenna, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I I am definitely going to go high with this one just because, well, hopefully, as we've seen from the trailer, Zelda will be in the present for at least some portion of the time. And um, I'd be okay with there being a, a, like a couple of flashbacks, but I really think they should go back to doing story development and in, in time. You know, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go... 98%. I am not as optimistic as you guys are, <laughs> unfortunately. I I don't know. I think that we can all agree that they should tell a story that's not told in flashbacks, but I don't know if they will, because I think that they thought that that was a successful formula. I think that memories will come back, because I, I like the concept of, like, finding a spot on the map and kind of having a hint in where to go. It's a good way to, like, get you to explore the world a little bit, but... I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 55%. They're going to tell a, a more cohesive Ooh. story. I just, I, my faith is like kind of shaken lately with, with mm. Nintendo. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know if they're going to do it. They should, but I don't know if they will. So I think that what we've seen so far has been promising. Um, but you know, I think that clearly, Zelda and Link in that uh, opening thing where, you know, the, the first trailer came from probably is not a flashback. Um, so that right there kind of tells you that there's at least some kind of story development going on. But 
I don't know if I'm bold enough to uh, to say that I think that the entire narrative is, is going to be told like that. So I guess we'll see. Um, I mean, at this point, just like a quick note, what else is there to remember in flashbacks? Because I feel like if you get all the memories, that kind of indicates that Link, Zelda asks, do you remember me? That kind of indicates that Link has all his memories back. You well, know, so what else is there to flash back to? <laughs> we're, we're flashing back 10,000 years to the original hero and the original champions. <laughs> and the like, I think that's on the table. I really think that's yeah. on the table. Yeah. If we go back in time, that's fine. But I don't want to see memories of it. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. But I think that that's <laughs> on the table. Like, that could happen. So 55% is uh, is my answer to you. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's keep on going here. And uh, let's... Let's finish it off with this one. I didn't actually even consider this. I, I I'm not going to say that it's likely, but I could see it happening. And uh, so McKenna wrote something very interesting here. You get the Breath of the Wild two will have you get an accordion and be able to play songs, and you get this from Cass. And like I think that when you see that, that's kind of like a, oh that would be cool, but it, it would never happen. But 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 I don't know. I I'm not going to say I think it's <coughs> excuse me likely, but how many musical instruments have we seen in this series before? Uh, almost every single game. Breath of the Wild is one of the only ones that doesn't have it. So, like, I could kind of see that. Like, where you get a musical instrument for Cass. It, like, the accordion works kind of like the harp works in Skyward Sword. And you're doing your thing. And you're playing the accordion. And, like, maybe it gives you... Uh, I don't perfect know. Perfect with the Joy-Cons. Yeah. Isn't, isn't <laughs> one of the, like, official art from the Champions Ballad Link playing the accordion? Yes, yes it is. Yeah. So I, I actually could, like, I could see this. And, and I don't know what kind of boons the, the accordion would give you. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not going to have you fast travel or anything like that. But I think that there's room for something. So, like, I don't think it's likely. But I don't think it's impossible either. So, I'm going to say, like, 20%. And I think that that's, like, a, a cool... I, I think that would be actually really cool. What say I think you? So. What do you think, McKenna? Yeah, I kind of wrote that as just, uh, man, I would love to have a musical instrument back in Zelda, <laughs> but not not thinking that it was likely at all. <laughs> so I, I do like the idea of the Joy-Cons, though. Right. <laughs> With the Joy-Cons. I don't know how that would... It would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I feel like musical instrument is likely. I don't know how likely the accordion specifically. I'm going to go 15%. Okay. Al? Okay. I really like that idea, especially because, you know, when you consider the relationship you have with Cass, he's telling you about his teacher and then he's kind of like playing you all his songs that he learned from his teacher, especially in the ballad. So I'm wondering if like that's kind of his way of teaching Link, you know, and maybe taking on Link as his student and then he goes home, right? So I don't know. I kind of really like that idea as a story prospect, you know, and I think it has potential, but I don't think it's very likely. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say like 20%, but I really like the idea of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I could, mm-hmm. uh, I could see it. I could, I could see it. So, um, yeah, good idea. Good idea, McKenna. Creative you. type, aren't you? There's more <laughs> great ideas like this at uh, zeldasthegirl.com, by the way, which you can go check out. Um, all right, let's move on and let's keep on, uh, let's keep on going. So this one is from the year 2020. So we've, uh, we finished all of our 2019 picks. So we're moving on to the year 2020. <laughs> um, 
Breath of the Wild 2 will have a trading sequence. And I'm going to take the lead here, guys. And I'm going to say 95%. And I think that the trading sequence actually will bleed into something else that we just talked about with more involved, longer side quests. So I think that, like, you know, in Zelda games past, it's just kind of been like a like a, a, a literal trading sequence where there was no way to keep track of it or anything like that beyond, like, you just had to kind of have the wherewithal to remember who wants what. I think that this is going to be part of a side quest, and maybe it won't have the same kind of oomph if it is, but I think it's going to be there. There are probably even some side quests that you could maybe argue are, like, trading quest-ish already in Breath of the Wild, so I, I think that this is going to happen. I'm, what I say, 95%? I'm going to say 95%. I mean, I think it's likely to... I could almost argue that Terrytown is almost like a trading sequence because you got to remember, like, who all the sons are and who is, like, kind of wanting to branch out in the world and go somewhere else, and then you kind of recruit them for Terrytown. Because, like, if you didn't look up the... If you didn't look up the guide for that, like, how do you know? You have to kind of remember who was chatting about it. So I can argue that the, it was in relation to that. So I could see something yeah. more like that again, where you have to, I don't know if it's going to be about items or something in relation again, like Terrytown, but I could totally see that. So I'm going to say 86%. 86. All right. Good number. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since we've had like a real trading quest in a Zelda game, I think. Uh, but I real I've always really enjoyed them, even even the more tedious ones. Mm. Um, and I think just the the open world would be would make for such a good uh, trading quest kind of thing. That's that's another thing that encourages exploration. Um, will it be uh, exactly a trading quest? I'm not sure. Uh, I think something along the lines of that is pretty likely. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, I do think that would be pretty fun. I think I'm going to go 83%. 80, okay, we got 83, 86, and 95. I'm going to start picking weird numbers too. I'm, I'm going to go with that for this next one here. Um, this next one says that Breath of the Wild 2 will have boats in it and obviously we know that there are the little rafts that you can pilot with the korok leaves and stuff like that but we're talking like something a little bit more advanced a little bit more uh let's think like maybe skyward sword-esque or wind waker-esque like those little sailboats i'm i'm low on this one actually i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna say 27 percent because i think that if you have boats that means that you need a, a way to cross the ocean and I think that, as we were just talking about, underwater exploration is going to be a big part of this game. So I think you can have both, but I think that one kind of takes away from the other a little bit. So I think that I could see it, but I don't think it's super likely. I think that I I think that underwater exploration, getting across like uh, an area that you would need a boat for, is more likely. So yeah, I'm gonna say 27 percent. That we're seeing boats in this game. Boats, not. I'm sure that rafts will come back, but boats, as in like a, you know, something substantial, like the Titanic. Maybe <laughs> not the <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> a, little, a little bigger than what I was thinking. That'd be kind of cool though if it sunk and it, you know you could explore it underwater. That would oh, be awesome, yeah. actually. Some, some, uh, yeah, some sunken, sunken ships you can explore underwater. Right. That would be cool. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be down for that. Uh, uh, okay, what do you guys think, McKenna? What do you think here? Yeah, I think this came from uh, 
I can't remember the name of the game. Windbound. Wind. Yes. yes. Oh yeah, I, I played I that. That? Mm-hmm. that uh that has like a boat building customization mm-hmm. feature, and I was like, oh, that would be really cool in Breath of the Wild. Just like build, be able to build your boat from scratch and mm-hmm. add whatever customizations onto it. Uh, do I think it's super likely? Probably not. If if they're gonna go with a underwater exploration more swimming route um i do think it would be cool to have some form of boat though especially since they had the oars you could get in rest of the wild uh if you could actually use those so i'm gonna go with 35 percent okay there. yeah um, I don't think it's very likely at all. I'm going to say, like, 6%. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, I, the more I think about it, it's just, like, the Sheikah technology is there. So, like, you've got Ruta, who goes around in the water, and you got, um, uh, um, why, I suck at names when I'm on this podcast, but the flying one. <laughs> Vometo. That one goes up in the air, so like the technology is there to do it. It's not like so far out of the realm of possibility, but I just don't see it. Like I just don't see it in a Zelda game. Um, Votanic. As- especially because like th- as much as I know that there's going to be underwater explore- exploration, I still feel like the ocean and like any kind of big lake or whatever is still going to be kind of somewhat limited like maybe there'll be travel where you can get on something and then like it's a like a fades to black and then you like are there in the next location like you've seen in other video games but i just don't see you traversing on boats that much um but the idea of maybe customizing a raft is kind of cool did you guys know i i could be like five years late to this because i just figured it out myself but you can use like magnesis on a metal thing and push it against the pole on raft and propel yourself forward I didn't know that until I did it yeah, this time, and which, it's cool. So, like, I can see maybe that, like, getting some little upgrades to the rafts, but not so much, like, more sizable boats. Okay, there you go. Um, here's a heavy hitter. One that I think we're all looking for. Breath of the Wild 2 will feature a different type of dungeon than the Divine Beast. Something a little bit more akin to... The dungeons of yore, like the Sandship or Snow Peak Ruins, or even Breath of the Wild's own Hyrule Castle. I'm going 97%. (laughs) I think you can't do the Divine Beasts again, right? We all know that. Um, Shrines are great, but they're not dungeons. We all know that. Even the most complicated involved shrines, they're just not the same as a dungeon. I think, and I've said this before, I think that Hyrule Castle is the perfect template for how to do a dungeon in the modern Zelda era like era you could have a structure that uh you know is is able to be explored with some high you know some pretty intense enemies you could have one room in there that would trigger a boss battle um you could have kind of akin to Hyrule Castle where you find the Hylian shield in the basement you could have your your dungeon item or whatever that you can go and find in there I think that that's what they're going to do. I think that's what they have to do. If they don't, I don't know what they're doing. But I think this is going to happen. It has to happen. 97%. Um, I, I mean, I think it's high, too, that it's likely that we're going to see dungeons. Um, 
that are not like the divine beasts anymore. But I was also kind of thinking about it in the dungeon, like a dungeon in such an open world and open environment like Hyrule Castle kind of scares me a little bit if there's going to be a lot of them because I've been exploring Hyrule Castle a lot in Breath of the Wild, like more than I ever have. And it's like, it's actually pretty big and kind of gets a little confusing. So I'd be a little bit worried. I would kind of want a little bit better map because that Hyrule Castle map is a little hard to navigate. I agree. Um, I think the Divine Beast mm -hmm. maps are terrible. Well, yeah. So if it was something a little less and more 2D, like because you're on maps are usually on paper, like something where you can point to rooms and stuff, then I would be fine with it. But the idea of navigating on those maps again kind of scares me a little bit because they're a little hard and I'd be worried I'd miss something. But I do think we're heading in that direction. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go, like, uh, that's super high. I I'd be 98% on that one. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I thought Hyrule Castle was, like, perfect. It's one of my uh, series' favorite dungeons. Uh, they, they That was a perfect kind of realization of their first open-world dungeon. Uh, I think uh, caves would be a great place to put dungeons in. Yeah, the sky the sky islands uh they've got a lot of locations they could put it in i always thought it would be cool if that uh you had like a dungeon in a mountain like when you're going up to fight uh nadra the uh mm -hmm. malice nadra like it would have been really cool if you had gone through the mountain done like the dungeon and then the dragon was the boss Ooh, like skyrim they do that a lot yeah that would have been awesome yeah yeah, that was uh, so good, actually. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is the the perfect game for them to do that. I and I think I'm gonna go with 99. percent Okay, 97, Dang. 98, 99. They have to. <laughs> I mean, they have to do it. Like they, they can't. They can't do this divine beast gimmick again. It's just it was fine for one game, but they can't go back. Um, okay, so I want to get to a couple different ones here. So we're gonna jump ahead to 2021 and uh pick it off there in mckenna's blog which is zelda is the girl.com you can read all of the thoughts there um let's go breath of the wild 2 will have a more developed hyrule so to set the stage here we're presuming that some time has passed between the events of breath of the wild and its sequel and perhaps you could see some of the area around the castle in particular but also other areas that have a, a bit of debris rebuilt and and re kind of flourishing um I don't know, McKenna, you take the lead here, because I'm not actually sure where I sit on this one. What do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, in theory, that Hyrule is a safer world for at least the period of time between mm -hmm. the end of Breath of the Wild and the beginning of the events of the sequel. People are able to travel more, uh, maybe develop some more areas like Terrytown. Like that, that idea has already started in Breath of the Wild. Um, I don't know if they're going to do much with the castle itself. I I kind of think they would maybe start something anew there. Uh, but there are a lot of ruins I think they could fix up. Even it could be a part of a side quest to help rebuild a village. Hmm. Um, only for them all to get messed up by the land moving up to the sky. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I also think they need to make the world look a little different than it does in Breath of the Wild. Yes. So I'm going to go 75%. It's going to be more developed. 
I agree. I, I think I think that last part sold me. They do need to do something to differentiate this world, and we've kind of thrown about theories of like a dark world or like the underground or like whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, do, I think they need to make it different, and we saw that it looked really good in Age of Calamity. So I think I'm gonna go sixty percent that we're gonna see some some new structures built, some new buildings, just to kind of give Hyrule a little bit of a facelift. So yeah, I'm gonna go sixty percent. I don't know how much time is passed. I mean, none of us do between Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild 2. I don't know if it was like a couple, like six months, a year, or like a month. Right. I at least anticipate that we will see stuff being rebuilt. Because um, I feel like it's kind of human nature that once the calamity has ended, you kind of go back to the rebuild mode and re-civilization mode. And you can see that they were doing that on, like, the outskirts of the map of Hyrule because there weren't as many guardians there trying to kill everybody as it, uh, opposed to the center. So I could see people migrating back to the center and trying to rebuild. And for that, I'm going to say 100%. Okay. Well, there we go. Um, so this is kind of on the same uh, wavelength here, but our next Zelda's percentages is... Breath of the Wild 2 will have developed sky islands where you can see buildings, structures, and characters up on those islands. And um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 45% on this one because I think I think it's, it's a no-brainer that you're going to see some ruins up there of like a civilization that used to be there. I don't know if they're still going to be there. Um, but then I'm thinking like, well, if we go back in time, maybe they they will be there. Or, you know, if we have memories or whatever, you can probably see them. But I don't know if that constitutes as like the full kind of meal deal. Like we're talking like we're going to be able to go and interact with them. So I'm going to say 45% because I think that there's going to be absolutely like some signs of life that used to be up there. I don't know if they're still going to be up there. And if they are, I don't think we're going to be able to interact with them. But I think I could also be wrong. So I'm kind of right by the the halfway point here um uh, but it's a it's a good question because i think i think clearly there there used to be someone up there to to make these things go up so yeah 45 mm. what about you mckenna uh so i'm thinking that when the the land gets lifted up that a town or a part of a town gets lifted up when it goes up so that's that's what i'm thinking more that something that's already existing in hyrule like you know, okay okay i could see it, that it gets it's lifted up and you know we have to go rescue somebody up there or something uh but yeah i think for, i don't know um about you know new things appearing on them if there will be a developed uh places and characters but i think there's a good chance that somebody living on the surface accidentally gets lifted up uh oh no <laughs> so i'm gonna go 70 percent okay there that poor guy on the ridgeline ridgeline tower yeah imagine gliding from there just down that'd be you could like sell tickets for that in our rule That'd be fun. Oh, weird. <laughs> All right, Al, what do you think? Um, I think it's uh, actually very likely because every time we've seen any kind of sky in Zelda, we've seen some si uh, some type of civilization or another, whether it's people or chickens. And so I'm going to say like 
I don't know, like 64%. But we did see, like, these shrines kind of on those raised, like, sky islands in the trailers. So I think there is some kind of civilization. I just don't know how established it is. If it's still existing, if it's from the past, and it's just, like, uh, like extinct at this point. But I think that something was there, if not is there. So. Okay. Um, let's finish off 2021 with one that I, I'm pretty high on here. Breath of the Wild 2 will have a weapon upgrade slash repair system. And I'm going to say 95% on this one. Um, I think that this is the natural evolution of the system, the weapon system that Breath of the Wild introduced. I think that you saw the evolution of that in Age of Calamity. Yeah, it's not exactly uh, like a mainline Zelda game, but I think that you were able to upgrade your weapons in that game, which is super complicated, but I, but whatever. I think that it's a natural progression. I think that one of the constant criticisms that you'd hear of Breath of the Wild is that it's annoying that all your weapons break. So I, I do think that there's going to be some way to upgrade them to, you know, if you have an awesome weapon, you can repair it and use it again. Or some something like that, where you can do something with your weapons beyond just being at the mercy of when they break. I think that this is very, very likely to happen. So I'm high on this. Um, I'm going to say I'm high too, like 83 or something percent because I like, I agree. I don't, I don't know if I like the idea of them doing the weapon breaking system again for a second game in a row, unless you could like forge your own weapons or repair your own weapons if you yeah. want. Um, and that way, if you can, there'd be like a little less variety because I think like when I'm going through the compendium right now, it's just like there's too many weapons and they all literally do the same things, but then they break. So I would just kind of like something more on Skyrim scale where you have the different like classes of weapons that you can make. And as you level up, you can make the higher classes. So, for example, you can you probably starting with the Bokoblin set making or repairing those and then you want make yourself up to like the the royal guard set you know what i mean yeah yeah i'm, I'm with you uh yeah i loved skyward swords weapon upgrade system and uh i would love to see a more developed version of that in the sequel to breath of the wild uh i don't think they're going to abandon the breaking slash durability mechanic uh, maybe I think maybe with things that it more, makes more sense with, like if you have a, a Deku stick, it makes sense that that breaks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you have a you know a, a metal sword, mm. uh, it's a little weird for that to break. Uh, I think if they went more the route with like, oh, it's getting dull, like maybe you should go mm. upgrade yeah. it. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. I really like the idea of being able to customize things a bit to use some of the many items you can forage locate mine whatever in the world uh i i really like the swords in um a link to the past and a link between worlds you have the two sword upgrades and like one of the one is red and the one is gold you, know, you could use like gems or something mm -hmm. yeah make your cool looking sapphire sword <laughs> uh, I don't know how likely that's going to happen, but I, I do think that with the amount of people that didn't like that you just lost your weapons to breaking, that they'll probably implement this in some way. Yeah. So, you know, 95%. All right. Uh, so we have time for three more Zelda's percentages here. So I'm going to go 
And we're going to skip ahead to um, to the latest one from 2022, which was written just a couple days ago. And I really liked this one. Um, and I'm <laughs> hoping that it's true, but I'm not sure how true it's going to be. But Breath of the Wild 2 will feature maple or syrup or Irene or some kind of witch. And to anyone familiar with the 2D Zelda games, you know that a lot of times the way that you fast travel in those games is a witch will come by and like bump into you and there's a scramble and... You know, you can uh, you can use your broom to fast travel or whatever. I, I think we all know, um, you know, Syrup and Maple and, and, all, and Irene or whatever. I think we all know them from our 2D adventures. I would absolutely love to see a character like this in Breath of the Wild 2. I don't think it would be, like, um, in the same way that, that Maple is presented in, like, the, the 2D games where she's kind of used as a fast travel feature but i could absolutely see like an npc that maybe has a side quest for you being like the you know the breath of the wild version of this witch so i don't know if i'd say it's overly likely but i don't think that i could rule it out either because like this character is almost kind of like beetle in the sense that like it's a reoccurring character in the series and shows up and and does all that so i'm gonna go 39 percent that uh, we see some kind of witch in breath of the wild 2 um, what say you, Al? I mean, I could see it, but I would see it more as like a callback versus like a substantial enough NPC. So I would say in that regard, it's like in the 70%, but if it's something more like Maple or Irene, I'd say it's like 18% or something. Um, but I think it would be a cute callback because they have a lot of cool callbacks in Breath of the Wild when it comes to like naming areas or like people or whatever. So I kind of like the idea of just having... Somebody be like, "Oh, my like descend or my ancestors were witches that used to carry the hero around." Something like that would be yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I I love the idea of more two uh, D features coming to three D Zelda and vice versa. Mm-hmm. There's there's some like really cool features in each of them that don't cross over a lot, and uh, I just I think that it would be really cool if you could find this witch in who's got her own little cottage in the middle of a random forest in Hyrule, and you can either have some side quest associated with her, or maybe go bring her materials and she can brew you up something. Uh, You know, kind of like in Link's Awakening, where you have to bring her, you know, the mushroom, the toadstool, to uh, uh, transform Terran back into a human into a man you know that's some, some, some kind of roadblock <laughs> uh i don't think it's super likely though uh so i think i'm gonna go 40 percent okay 39 for okay we're, we're on the same page i think i think it could <laughs> definitely happen as like obviously it wouldn't be the same character it would be like a like a new character that's just paying him off. I, I, I don't, I could see it. I could see it. And it would be very charming if that, I mean, there, you got to figure there's going to be like a million mm-hmm. non-playable characters in this game. It doesn't hurt to have like those little callbacks to whatever. Right. So, um, okay. Speaking of callbacks, how about this one? The Minish will appear <laughs> in breath of the wild too. And, uh, <laughs> apparently they were almost in the first one. So why not? I, I'm low on this one, guys. I'm low on it. I would love... First of all, I'd love to see it. I think that'd be so awesome. Um, or even just, like, imagine if there was a side quest where, like, you had to collect, like, two pieces of a kinstone or something like that. Like, I think that'd be so great. The I the reason I'm not going to say 
like a dead zero is because I think that you might be able to see a reference to it somewhere, like a little Easter egg. Like I could believe that you could be out somewhere and see like this little town. It's like this big and it looks like, looks like a dollhouse or something like that. But maybe <laughs> for players that know it's like the Minish, but I just, I can't see them coming back and playing a prominent role or really any kind of role in this game. I think that like I would power rank them. I, I would say even lower than like uh, a race, like the Anuki from Phantom Hourglass spirit tracks. You, I like, at least those guys are kind of make sense living up in Hebra, but I don't know how they're going to get there with the Minish. Anything's possible, but I'm, I'm low, but I'd love to see it. I'm going to say 4% though, but man, that would be so awesome. If you had, <laughs> The Pecori show up in Breath of the Wild 2. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it would be cool. Uh, I, you know, we saw the little Minish house models that someone found. Uh, but I, I do think there's a reason why they weren't in Breath of the Wild. They, you know, tried to do something there. Didn't work. Abandoned the idea. And it's cool to be like, oh, I wonder how they would have... You know use them but they they couldn't find it before i think they're probably developing new ideas uh and i i think other like you said uh something like the anuki might be more like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i'm gonna go 10 percent do you actually i was thinking 10 percent too because i i think it would be cool but i just think it would be too much like if we have the possibility of time travel we have the possibility of traversing the sky so i just feel like adding the pakori and the minish would just be a little bit too much for one game i'd love to see like zelda in all her research though because she loves to you know go reading about things finding a book and be like oh link look at this it says there used to be like little mini people running around and showing like pictures that of Cory. that would be yeah. awesome but I, the likelihood of them actually existing in this hyrule is very minimal uh, I found the picture, by the way, of the supposed Minish that... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, it's it's <laughs> right above the picture of, like, that giant UFO that also appeared in Breath of the Wild. So, or <laughs> the Breath of the Wild early development ideas. So, yep. I, I, you know, I don't think we're going to see a UFO in the sequel. So, I also don't think we're going to see a uh, the Minish come back either, unfortunately. Um, but... I feel like we have time for one more, and uh, I think that we should end on the one that has, it's always been there. It's always been like the one that people have talked about since this game was basically announced. So let's go. Breath of the Wild 2 will feature Princess Zelda as a playable character. Mm. Allison. Um, I feel like I flip flop back and forth on this subject, but I, in in this moment, I think it's very high. Um, I kind of I think I liked the idea a few months ago where Link is in the past and you're playing as Link in the as the hero of the past, but Zelda is also doing stuff in the present. So I kind of like the idea of flip flopping and having like you know Link finish something substantial in the past, and then it's like okay, what's Zelda up to? And you go and play as Zelda. So I'm gonna say that's not likely. At all, but I'm gonna say like 32% for that. 32%. Okay, McKenna, what say you? Uh, yeah, I've always liked the idea of having a playable Zelda in some form. Uh, I I loved uh, Spirit Tracks, being able mm-hmm. to control her. Uh, and I think after after Breath of the Wild, you know, 
you spend the whole game working up to save her and it i just feel like it would be wrong not to have her in a prominent role in the sequel even if she's not playable um mm-hmm. like i will be pissed if if at the beginning <laughs> of the game <laughs> she gets captured something happens there i'm like so are brutal. you kidding me <laughs> oh no uh, the only way I would find that acceptable is that then you play as her and you get to escape something. Um, I it's it's hard to tell if how likely it is. Um, like I I do think she's going to have a more prominent role. I'm not. I'm gonna go a little higher not not super high but higher than 50 percent i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 60 percent on that Ooh. okay okay (laughs) i am going to go zelda is a playable character in breath of the wild 2 i'm gonna go and say 52 percent 52 percent and this is higher than where i would have been like a month ago or three months ago or whatever I just feel something is off about this game and the way it's taking so long. So, like something is not right. Um, if it because what we've seen so far, this game looks like the first Breath of the Wild, smells like the first Breath of the Wild, tastes like the first Breath of the Wild. So I, it, to me, I'm just like I know COVID happened, but what is taking so long to develop this game? Like what? What pot? I I just I can't believe that the sky or implementing a underwater mechanic, which looked like it was almost done in Breath of the Wild, I just I can't believe that that's the reason that this game has taken so long. So I'm starting to think like, what other reason could there be that this game is taking so long? And it's like maybe creating a new playable character in the engine and the physics and everything that 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 entails is the reason. So this is like wishful thinking on my part, but I think that it probably makes sense in the context of the story. Um, if Link, let's say to use Al's uh, idea that like Link gets infected in the future with that thing on his hand. And then like you play in the past as Link, but you play in the future as Zelda. I think I could see that, you know, it's as likely as anything else on the table at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think that that mechanic is something that could like justify this long ass time between games because like you know we've we went from 2019 to 2020 to 2021 to 2022 and i hope to god we're not talking in 2023 about things we want to see in breath of the wild 2 (laughs) which probably will still be called breath of the wild 2 at that point they still won't name this thing um so i i think that it would make sense i think that it would justify the wait time and i think so one of the things that i always thought was like how are they going to make this world feel fresh again? Because we've, you know, we've already explored so much of Hyrule. And I think you could do that by going in the past and having the same world, but not quite the same. And I think that you could do that in the future by having the same world, but a different character interacting with it. So wishful thinking on my part, I'm going to say 52%. I I think, I, I think it's on the table. I could see it. Um, you know, Breath of the Wild reinvented a lot of things for Zelda. I see no reason why Breath of the Wild 2 can't keep that trend going. And I feel like it's been a long time. Like, let's play as Zelda. You know, like, nobody needs to save Zelda. She doesn't need to get captured. We don't need that. 
we've moved past that and so the next logical step in that progression is like play zelda so i think when you add a and b and c that kind of gives you x which is 52 percent. so i don't know does that does that sound reasonable yeah i think yeah. so all right i dig well, it that uh that, okay how here's one last one that i'm just making up on the spot zelda's percentage <laughs> if we do get a nintendo direct in september we finally get a damn name for this game oh no can't believe we're still calling it I, it boils my blood that they they're just like oh the title's a secret it's a spoiler like get out of here two percent uh no i'm going out if we if 100 if there's a direct there they have to have to name this game they have to do it i'm not predicting anything Ugh. about this game in directs anymore like i just can't do it i can't i don't have the headspace or the energy for it because i'm wrong every single time so <laughs> just uh. hmm Let's see. That would be eighty percent. They name it. Dang, Gina. If, if it's there. You. <laughs> I would be. I would be livid. Livid if they showed this game. Come on, Nintendo, because I had to live with that. <laughs> I would be. I would lose it. I would be so upset. I'm so tired of calling this game Breath of the Wild Two. I just want to call it something. Um, yeah. So hopefully we find out soon. Uh, Botw two. <laughs> <laughs> McKenna, thank you so much for providing us with the inspiration for this week's episode and for taking the time to uh, to come and podcast with us. Uh this was a this was a great time. We'll definitely have to have you back on. All right, yeah, I had fun. Thanks for having me on. It was a fun first podcast. Yeah, there you go. Uh hopefully yeah. hopefully it was, we were nice. So uh <laughs> yeah. you know. Um again, once more, tell people where they can check you out, check your blog out, uh any other uh any other things that you are doing that people should be uh, should know about? So uh, you can check out my blog at zeldaisthegirl.com. I have been streaming lately also. You can see me at mickliz, M-C-K-L-I-Z, on Twitch. And if you want to check out some non-Zelda stuff, but uh, still some like Zelda-like indies, I play a lot of indies on my YouTube channel, Harvest Gamer Mickliz. All right, yeah. awesome. Uh, well, that, my friends, is going to do it for this episode of the ZeldaCast. Uh, we want to encourage you guys to check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Al is at Allison Aletha. McKenna is at McKenna Games. And we are at the ZeldaCast. We're going to do some more giveaways, so make sure that you are following and uh, keeping up to date with us. Um, you can also check us out over on Twitch, where we are live streaming this show as we speak twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. And of course, we would love if you uh, went over to whatever podcast app is your preferred app and subscribed and reviewed and recommended and shared and all that fun stuff. Uh, we would love if you would go and do that. That is going to do it for this week. Uh, we are going to get out of here, but we will see you guys next week when, according to the rumors, there could be a Nintendo Direct. So uh, everybody... Everybody say Zelda three times in front of the mirror and we can wish it into existence. Until then, <laughs> take care, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.